What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Thursday, January 8th, 2015. Uh, it's getting weird saying that. Um, you guys are listening to episode um, 193, everybody. We are getting close. We are getting close to a milestone. Uh, almost 200 of these things uh, in the can. So uh, pretty excited about that. And I'm um, getting all kinds of suggestions on what to do. And to be honest, I'm like, I don't know, man. Do I, do I, you know, do I just do like one great one, like one great long one? Do I do like two parts, you know, hour and a half, twice, do like a three-hour podcast with a couple of guests, do I do it live from a comedy club, but the only thing is, I don't know if live from a comedy club is this show's style, maybe just have like my closest friends hanging out and everybody jumping on, like almost feel like maybe having like the, the closest people, um, the most people that have done this show, my closest friends in comedy, all just like hanging out at my house, like upstairs smoking cigars, hanging out drinking, and then come downstairs, do the show, and every once in a while somebody just comes down and hits like 10, 15 minutes of, I don't know. Either way, you know, 200 will be good. But first, we have to get there and we have to knock this one out. Um, so I got a, I got a great show for you. I do have some good news and some bad news. Okay, so here we go. The bad news is um, with this episode here, right now, 193, uh, Giannis Pappas and I are not going to be um, doing the rebuttal uh, to Bill Burr, who, uh, if you guys don't know what happened, here's what happened. Me and Bill Burr have been having a, an argument that's really gaining a lot of steam, um, and it's getting heated even between us both. Uh, fun heated though, like not heated like fuck you, just like calling each other, like kind of going at it, I mean, I was literally standing outside in the cold outside of Gotham Comedy Club last week waiting to go in, and he's sitting there and he's just telling me all kinds of shit about Ruth, and I'm, I mean, we just go back and forth with the with this fight, now if you guys don't know what's going on, um, I say that Babe Ruth and Giannis Pop is a friend of mine, he's been on the show, he agrees, along with every fucking baseball historian and every anybody that fucking pays attention knows that Babe Ruth is the greatest baseball player to ever live, okay? And Bill has arguments of time and era and if he played today and all kinds of stuff. And he's got some valid stuff. Um, but he called us out and he kind of went off on his podcast about it and then he said, all right, why don't you guys come and you give your argument. So Giannis was going to be on the show and we were going to do that today. Um, that's why I'm doing this on Thursday, or that's why this is coming out late Thursday instead of late Wednesday or early Thursday, because, uh, we were planning to do something. Uh, my spot in New York City tonight and Giannis's spot in New York City tonight was canceled because New York City right now is about 10 degrees and late shows in the city, meaning the 10 o'clock show pretty much everywhere. A lot of people are not showing up to these shows. So, um... Even last night, it was like fucking 8 degrees, and you know, on the 10 o'clock shows, it's hard to get a lot of people out when they're so cold. That's just that's just the way that it is. So Giannis and I are not together to do this. However, the good news is, what's going to happen is we are going to get together and do it before episode 194, which is basically in a week. We're going to do it before then. So basically, whether it's tomorrow, the next day, or the next day, pretty soon, within, I would say, you know, three days, 
the Babe Ruth argument is going to be just a special version of the Diversi effect where me and Giannis are coming. Giannis says we're coming with vigor. Okay, but we are going to um, give our arguments on our side of the story why, you know, Babe Ruth wasn't just a fat slob playing with a bunch of nobodies in a beer league, which is absolutely ridiculous, and there are so many arguments and facts against that, and I really can't wait to go into it. So uh, we're coming for you, Billy Boy. All right, we're coming. We got the arguments. It's going to be a good time. And then I think what's going to happen, which will be really fun, is um, I think Burr, me, and Giannis will all hop on a podcast together after both of our arguments are out probably smoking some sticks just sitting around having a good time and we'll all get on a podcast actually it'd be great if we were able to get a baseball historian a non-biased baseball historian on to 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 put this thing to rest but uh there's a lot of a lot of fun stuff with that coming up so i'm sorry that it's not happening on this one but you're still getting a great show let's be honest this is tve okay this is pound for pound let's be real for a second this is pound for pound can go toe to toe with any podcast out there, I'll say that. I'll say that. You know, especially for guys flying solo. I mean, come on, man. Come on. We got the unacceptables. We got the sports. We got the movies. We got the shit talking. I mean, it's a joke. No, nah, I'm just kidding. But uh, we, we we got a good show for you anyways. Giannis will be on this uh, next couple of days, and we'll get into that, and we'll have a good time with that. All right? Um, it's cold, people. It is. It is beyond cold. It is... 10, 11 degrees. You know what? I'm going to get into my unacceptable. Oh, no, no, no. I'll, I'll do the unacceptable later. But it, because, because it has, my unacceptable has to do with weather. Okay. I'll get into that after. But this is like, um, you know, once it gets to like 10 degrees or single digits and that, the coldest I think I might have ever felt was when I was in Canada. I was in Canada, might have been like this time. Was it this time last year? No, like close. No, I'm sorry. It closed out the we we closed out the winter there. So it was probably like February, mid to end February. And I remember we went to um where the Toronto uh, Raptors and Maple Leafs play. And we were outside after the game and we were laughing how cold it was. Like our jeans were literally frozen, freezing. Like it was it was like seven degrees or three degrees and it was just comical we couldn't catch a cab and it was cold but I'm not gonna lie like New York City is so cold right now like there's no way and one thing I will not do and this is unacceptable is try to smoke a cigar in this cold weather you know I will never I will not let tobacco do that to me you know those people that are just a stand out there I will not do that now listen if it's above 32 degrees, if it's like 40 degrees or 45 degrees and I have a hat and a jacket and I'm in between shows in the city and I have a stick in my pocket, I'll go outside and hit it a little bit. You know what I mean? If, if it's do- But I mean, come on, 10 degrees. If you're standing out there and, you know, 10, 12 degrees just trying to puff on a cigar run, it's like, first of all, you can't even enjoy the cigar if it's a good one. It's just, it's, it's ridiculous. So uh, speaking of cigars, um, I went... Um, I did Bobby Kelly's podcast. Oh, by the way, shout out to Bobby Kelly um, and the YKWD podcast. I did it on Monday. It was a great one. It's getting great reviews. The whole episode you could see is on YouTube. So you could actually watch. I tweeted it out. But if you go to the um, You Know What Dude podcast and just put in, I was on with uh, Damian Lemon. I was on with uh, Brandon Collins. And uh, it was great. It was We had a great time. It was like two and a half hour long. It was a lot of fun. Almost three hours long, actually. 
So you could see that. But uh, I want to shout out and plug this for Bobby. Bobby Kelly's new hour special um, is coming out. I think it's called uh, Bobby Kelly Live at uh, the Village Underground. It comes out tomorrow night on Comedy Central at midnight. And, um, you know, the dude is hilarious. The dude is hilarious. It's, uh, you know, definitely, definitely worth your time if you like comedy. You know, one of the funniest dudes. So check... um, Check that out. That's uh, tomorrow at midnight on um, on Comedy Central. Um, and if you had yeah, the, the podcast, we had such a good time. Damien Lemons, hilarious. Uh, Brandon Collins, real funny dudes, man. We had a good time. So uh, check that out if you haven't um, already. But um, right near there, we where I did, I didn't realize that there's another cigar bar called um, the Soho Cigar Bar. And this one, unlike Club Macanudo, you don't have to wear like, you don't have to like wear nice shoes or something. Because, you know, let's be honest, comedians, when we're in the city and we're performing, we're not dressed nice. I mean, we're dressed nice for what we're doing. But, you know, you perform in jeans and sneakers and sometimes a decent shirt. But sometimes, especially in the winter in New York, you're pretty much in like a hoodie or, you know, a sweater. Like you're not really dress nice and some of these cigar bars want you to have the button down want you to have shoes and those are the nicer ones and I get that I get that but the Soho cigar bar is actually like this nice bar it's really nice it's got the tables it's like the lights are really dim and they just got like nice tables some leather seats in there and then just this nice bar but you could wear whatever you want you could go it's open till like two o'clock in the morning you know and you could bring your own stick in there and smoke and everything like that so um yeah that that's a great spot and um I recommend if you're in New York and you are kind of dressed whatever just go and you want to stick go to the Soho Cigar Bar is uh, awesome located in a, in a coop let's be honest every fucking part of New York City is cool except you know I mean when, I mean like Manhattan is the shit um all right first though we got to talk about uh, the sponsor Gonzo Fame everybody uh gonzofame.com sponsor of the Verzi Effect podcast and um, for for the best, most in-depth interviews with your favorite comedians of today, go to gonzofame.com, read the articles. I have a list here of Gonzo Fame's uh, most recent, and um, it's great. So Gonzo Fame, uh, interviews with comedians about their journeys to fame, and um, some, of the, uh, some of the guys on the new page, uh, or the latest page of interviews, uh, done by uh, funny up-and-coming comedian uh, Dave Gavry uh, from the Chicago area. I think he's from Texas, but Chicago guy now uh, doing a ton of shows. Dave, shout-out to you. I saw you did like 70 fucking shows in a month. Jesus Christ, man. Uh, where the fuck are you? What are you doing, stand-up in a taxi? How the f- how are you getting up that much? Um, but uh, Dave is a good uh, good dude, and he runs... He uh, runs Gonzo Fame and does great in-depth, um, you know, interviews. Uh, so some of the guys on here, Chris Porter from uh, Last Comic Standing, uh, Comedy Center, really funny, uh, funny guy. Chris, I worked with Chris, my friend Joe Bartnick, Kyle Kinane, Tommy Davidson, uh, Giannis Pappas, my boy Jeff Ross, Joe Matarese, Chris Lamberth, some guy named Paul Verzi, Cash Levi, Doug Stanhope, um, just, just a bunch of you know, comedians that sits down and he really gets a lot out of them. So if you are a comedy nerd and into this, this is the website for you. Go to gonzofame.com and, uh, you know, trying to get that, that, uh, website blowing up in 2015 cause, uh, it deserves to, because not too many websites will interview comedians 
and put everything that the comedian wants in there and also will take stuff out that the comedian does not want in there. You know, because when you do an in-depth interview, sometimes you say shit and you're like, oh, shit. And the people love it. They love that you said it. They're like, oh, fuck, yeah, that's going to come out. People are going to like that. With Gonzo Fame, what they do for the comedians is the comedian's like, hey, listen, man, I, you know, kind of, I fucking, I might have said something to hurt somebody close to me. I didn't mean it like that. They're like, no problem. That's real shit. Because a lot of times you do, inter- every time I've ever done an interview and thought it was going to come out one way, there's always something in there that either makes you look more like a dick or it, you're like, well, I didn't mean it like that or I didn't say it like that. And um, so anyway, check out gonzofame.com, the official sponsor of the Verzi Effect podcast show. Now, um, all right, I wanted to talk about this. Somebody brought this to my attention. Um, as a matter of fact, let's talk about it right now. Um, actually, this does have to do with Burr, my good buddy, Bill Burr, who is going to get fucking hammered with this with this argument. Uh, <laughs> no, but somebody said, who was this guy? He asked me about something, and it's about all the political correctness going on. And I was like, you know what? I got a fucking... There's something that needs to be said about this. All right, so James James Russo. Uh, James listens to the show, and uh, he's, you know, I think he's sent some unacceptables, and I know he's a fan. So thank you, James, for uh, writing me this. I will definitely address it. I appreciate it. Thanks for the support listening to the show. James Russo says, would love to hear your thoughts about this on the next TVE. Um, would you know... Uh, if Burr was interviewed by the author, and it's is, and and it's a new, it's a it's a piece from the New Yorker, and the New Yorker says, um, you know, is social media ruining comedy, and um, you know, it talks about, and you know, it opens up with, um, it talks about Bill Burr special. By the way, check out uh, Bill Burr special. I'm sure I'm sure you guys have uh, saw it by now. If you you know. If you love comedy, but Netflix, I'm sorry you feel that way. It's one of the best comedy specials you ever see, period. I mean, I put it up against anything, so. Um, But uh, I just want to say this. As far as, like, you know, what's acceptable now, I I just, it, it drives me nuts that this question is even being asked. And it's like, and this is not just about comedy. So if you're listening to this, no, I'm not just talking about comedy. I'm talking about society. I'm talking about life in general, life as we know it today in 2015. Um, You know, whether you're single, whether you have a family, you know, no matter what situation or state you're you're in right now, you know, personally, professionally, because this goes on to that, obviously, you got to watch what you say and what can be said and what's accepted at your workplace. Thank God mine's not. But um, I just, I was thinking about, you know, what should I talk about on the show today? Because, you know, we're not doing this um, Babe Ruth thing. And, you know, we're talking about these groups on TV and what's going on and what you can say. And I'm looking at things online today and it's like, are Muslims easy? Are, are easy? Are, are Muslims evil or is it just Islam? And, and what could you say? And, and what could you speak out? What could you say about cops now? And, and what could you say about this and, and bad neighborhoods and all this shit? And it's just like, I'm, I'm thinking to myself and I'm going like, what the fuck happened, man? You know? 
So to answer the question and what I think about it, and I'm glad you brought it to my attention, and I don't know if, if it was the author, James, who talked to Bill. I don't know what it is, but I just think as far as comedy, the only thing that will kill comedy is the comedians that allow the social media to kill it, the, will allow apologies and oh I didn't mean it like that and oh, I'll, I'll make up for it I didn't I hope this, this group is not upset with me that's what's going to kill comedy not social media it's the comedians putting out the content it's the comedians writing their creative thoughts good bad or indifferent for an audience member it doesn't matter you know what I mean that that's what that's what it is you know there's certain things you have to say that if you feel it and you think you could find the humor in it, of course they're going to offend people. Social media is not killing anything if, if, if you don't let it. It's all what you allow, you know? But, I, I mean, I, it, it's, a, it's crazy and amazing to me that you have to literally watch everything that you say about any group or anything, even sarcastically or jokingly, at any job you have now. People that work in ESPN... And by the way, I do want to say um, rest in peace and I feel awful and thoughts and prayers with Stuart Scott's family and his daughters and all that stuff. Um, you know, I just um, was not the biggest Stuart Scott fan with all of his, you know, with his booyah and that shit that he did all the time. I, I'm, I'm not even going to lie. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm not trying to be rude. I was never a fan of it. Like a lot of times I thought it was kind of corny and I'm sure he knew it was corny. But, I mean, as cool as the other side of the pillow really is probably one of the greatest for a sports guy to say that. That's a really cool one. So you can never take that away to say he's as cool as the other side of the pillow. Nobody thought of that other than him. It's great. It's perfect. But just like with the, you know, the Duke flat-out ball or booyah, I just was like, ah, whatever. It seemed like he was trying, and I, I, I always remember that it kind of annoyed me a little bit. But I did grow up watching the guy. I did grow up hearing the guy. You could tell he was definitely a good guy. And um, like I said, as cool as the other side of the pillow, it doesn't get better than that. As far as like to the, to hear that for the first time, you're like, oh shit, that's 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 awesome. So um, that's like almost like a comedian doing a good reference. Like that's just it's just great. So um, thoughts and prayers with uh, Stuart Scott and his family. That did suck to hear because now that I think about it, the guy was there for 21 years. So you know, what well, I'm I'm in my mid 30s. So I, I list literally was. Yeah, I mean, I was like fucking in high school when this guy was, when this guy, maybe even before high school when this guy started. And, um, you know, and I saw his SB speech and all that stuff. So rest in peace to him. And, um, you know, that, that, that just uh, sucks. 49 years old. Uh, way too soon. So, um, but going, going back to what I'm saying, like you, you know, with, with, with ESPN or CNN, or, or Fox, or MSN, anything that you say now, you can just, you can say one fucking slip up, and it packs up, now listen, if you say something stupid, and you deserve to be fired, then you're a fucking idiot, you're stupid, you know, you should, you should definitely be fired, but like, sometimes you have to watch, even if you say something that is, is not really, you know, that, that, uh, that a group might find offensive. You notice how they say the word might? Well, that's something that a group might find offensive. Yeah, well, you know what? Fuck it. Anything, you can find anything offensive right now. You can find anything offensive right now. And, and, and people are going to find, find a fucking problem with it. Do I think social media is killing comedy? No. 
I think fucking political correctness and scared, afraid comedians who don't mean what they say is killing comedy. If you fucking say it on stage, mean it. The late, great Patrice O'Neill, somebody said that he said that, and that's true. He said, if, you, if you're going to go on stage and grab a microphone and say it into a microphone in, in front of a group of people and people have cell phones and that shit can be taped and it's, it's a video that you're making or something and it's going to be out there for everybody to see, make sure you mean it. Don't put some bullshit out there, okay, and then all of a sudden be like, no, I didn't mean I really didn't mean to hurt that person or I just did it for a laugh. Then don't do it. Get more real and that shit's going to help your comedy anyways. But, like, you can't fucking apologize and you can't, you know, you can't be afraid to say anything, you know? I'm doing this bit right now where I say that, like, when people say, how's the neighborhood, saying the phrase, how's the neighborhood, is like white people code for are there minorities there, you know? And I'm that's not racist. That's just what it is. That's what it is. And the joke is basically, I basically say, like, you never showed up to a neighborhood and they're like, oh, my God, man, I'm fearing for my life right now. There are just way too many white people. You know, all I see is Volvos and Hallmark card stores everywhere and I'm really uncomfortable, you know, because when people say things like, you know, how's the neighborhood? What they're what they're basically saying is, are there minorities there? And I'm, that, that's not racist. That's that's really that's really what it is. I said that on stage, and people were. I had black and Spanish people in the crowd, like nodding their head, laughing. That's what it's not racist. I don't think that a neighborhood is bad because of one group. I think a neighborhood is bad based on the crimes that are committed in that fucking neighborhood and statistics and all that. But that's basically when people ask that question. That's what they're asking. People will get mad at that. But here's the thing: I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? I don't give a fuck. I don't have a job that I'm gonna lose. You're not gonna take anything away from me. You know, social media can suck my dick. I don't give a fuck at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not going to take away my podcast. You're not going to take away my stand-up. And I'm not dumb enough. And I'm not dumb enough or hateful or malicious enough in my heart to say something that's really going to fucking make people freak out. I'm just not that person. I'm not like that. You know, I don't have that malicious, awful shit inside of me. You know, there are some people that really, if you like heard them home... And there were like, you know, either cameras or video recordings, I mean, uh, audio recordings in their house. And you really heard some of the shit they spewed. They should, they should be fucking, you know. I mean, look, nobody knew what the fuck Bill Cosby was, right? Nobody knew what Bill Cosby was. And it just so happens that he's fucking like a notorious serial rapist. That's what Bill Cosby is. You know what I mean? And, you know, that stuff like that, it, it, you know, nobody would know. But I'm not the type of person that would ever, for my show at least, I'm never going to fucking slip up or say anything like that because there's nothing to slip up. I am what I am. I say what I'm going to say. And it's going to be real. And if it offends you, then then it offends you. Then don't listen to me and don't like me. But nothing's going to stop. And, and I think all artists, all comedians, all musicians with songs, anybody who's publicly speaks and wants to say something or get a message out there, make sure what the fucking message is real. And don't apply this political correctness and I can't believe this and that, you know, it, it's just, it's fucked up. You can, but this is the thing, you can't even joke anymore. You can't even fucking joke about things without getting in trouble. You know, a buddy of mine laughed and he said the word, we were talking, a couple of us were talking and like, you know, you joke around. Now a word that gay people don't like at all is faggot, Right. Now, growing up, faggot was a hilarious word to me and my friends. We didn't even really know what it meant. 
we didn't really, it was just like, we didn't mean it in a, in a, it was just like a thing that dude said. Like, you know, what are you going to start shaving your legs? Your fact, it had nothing to do. Now that I'm older and I am mature and I have people that, I have gay friends. I have gay friends and they know and people know that there is not a, you know, gay hating bone in my body. I think it's ridiculous if you think that gay people can't. Some of the most lovely people I've ever met are gay. Lovely, great people, great individuals, okay? But if you're going to sit there and say the word faggot in a funny way and a group like that can call you like hateful, that's just crazy. This shit happened to Tracy Morgan. You know, Tracy Morgan said that. So it's just, he said something, if his kid said he's gay, and a guy like people are crying saying, wow, it's like hateful. It's not hateful. It's not hateful if it's a joke, and it's not hateful if you're like laughing and you, and you don't mean it that way. And if somebody's going to take it that way, oh, well, but that's the way that it needs to go back to. It needs to go back to that. It needs to go back to, listen, if you get offended me or talk to me, or but you don't really fucking know me, and I don't care. I'm, I, you know what I mean? I know I'm fucking rambling right now, but I'm just pissed off at this whole thing. I really am, because I feel like I, I feel like everything is being just monitored by everybody. I almost it's it's almost like anything that you do now. There's just a group of people with clipboards, and you know, just microscopes, just combing everything, looking at everything, trying to see what can you find here. What can you? Oh, we're gonna get them here. Well, you know, some some of these groups are actually standing outside comedy clubs. You know. It, it's, it's standing outside of comedy clubs, like protesting a comedian that said something that they don't that they found really offensive. They did it with Ari Shafir, a couple of people. Like it's like these these groups are. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy right now. And and I I heard like a long time ago, a couple years or whatever, people going, oh man, we're losing freedom of speech. And in my mind, I'm like, ah, that's crazy. That person's just being a little extreme. No, we're not. You know what? We kind of are. We kind of are, because to shun somebody and turn your back on somebody and and call them this and that and say that they represent hate and they do this and that and everybody's fucking writing about them and with how social media is now, it does, you can victimize, you can, you can really villainize somebody now. You could turn somebody into a fucking villain really bad right now, okay? And, and it's like, you know... That that is kind of sort of taking freedom of speech away because it's hes- it, it's making people hesitant to what they say and it's ultimately going to make some people not talk. Probably some probably some fucking really good creative people, great people that are smart that the world needs to hear are just going to be like you know what fuck this if this is what it's going to be then fuck this and you can never do that. So, I uh, yeah I mean, I I don't know as far as you know social media and stuff. Now, I also think, but again, and with everything, there's a flip side. You know, the flip side to it can be, um, Jesus Christ, this podcast has not been funny at all yet. And I'm sorry, but don't worry. We got some shit to get to. I just wanted to address this and got pissed off because, you know, I'm like, 
you know, I'm just like beside myself. I'm beside myself with how people are like, but you know, I got to be honest, I'm starting to see it and I'm not going to mention names, but I'm starting to see it in like my circles and friends and comedians and, and it's starting to slowly, this whole fucking per- political correctness and you got to watch what you say and, and, and certain joke, you can't make fun of anybody and they're going to take it the wrong way. I'm, you're starting to see it seep in to people you never thought it would seep into. But everybody's got this fucking, oh my God, did he just say that? Oh my God, did he just say that? It, it's it's annoying me. Now the flip side to it is sometimes it exposes people for what they are in, in a way that they deserve to be. You know? Like Bill Cosby, you know? By the way, if you guys heard Ghostface Killer, what Ghostface Killer said, oh my God. Just go to Ghostface Killer interview and he talks about like, it's only like four or five minutes and he talks about like, so much funny shit, movies, NYPD, he talks about Bill Cosby, and he's just, that guy seems like he would be a hilarious comedian, again, I'm telling you, rappers would be funny comedians, but he just talks about shit in such a funny, honest way, and the shit he said about Bill Cosby was hilarious, and he nailed it, now, but sometimes social media and all that stuff, and the media itself, and papers, and the public can definitely expose you for the bad person that you are, but what it also does is it takes away from, uh, from, you know, people or, or tries to take away from people who try to be creative, try to be funny, try to say something and it touches on nerves of people. And then those people have these fucking groups now. I remember Bill Burr made a great point. Bill Burr goes, that's bullying. What they're doing is bullying. They're fucking taking something like, and it's true. It's like that. You can look at certain groups. Like if you're going to fucking tell somebody they can't say, or if a comedian says something and you don't like it, and then you're outside of the club protesting to not have that comedian back and call the comedy club and say, we don't want you there or like, you know, threaten and stuff. That's bullying. That's fucking ridiculous. Fuck all these people, man. Say what you want to say. If you feel it, say what you want to say. And if somebody thinks of you differently, say, listen, until you meet me and you know me as a person and you know the type of individual I am, you know, feel the way you feel. I don't give a fuck. I don't, you know, feel the way you're going to feel. And if you don't like me, good. Just, I don't need you. I don't need you. So that's, that's where I feel, you know, that's what I feel about that, um, about that question. You know, and I I know that uh, James, you asked if if Bill. I don't know. I didn't talk to to Bill about you know if he talked to the author author of that or whatever. I just wanted to talk more about the question: Is social media killing comedy? Nothing should kill comedy. Okay. The only thing that should should kill comedy would be if they're letting fucking bad comedians get on stage all the time and they're putting bad... I mean, there's no nothing. Great comedy, great comedy. There's nothing. Nothing's going to kill comedy if you don't let it. It's all about the people. It's what the people accept. All right. Now, I'm sorry about that. And speaking of... Speaking of... Uh, people. Spe- speaking of the citizens, I should say. I was recently... I did a show the other night at the uh, Upright Citizens Brigade, UCB East in New York City. And uh, it was great. I had a great time. Also, Stand Up New York was uh, was great this week. And um, last night, what did I do last night? I did a couple of shows at The Stand. Tomorrow, I got a couple of shows at The Stand. Um, so those are pretty much my home club, Stand Up New York, uh, The Stand in New York City. And, um, you know, it's it's brutal with this fucking, uh, with this weather. But um, so speak, this is what I wanted to to do my unacceptable. Then I'll get into your unacceptables and I want to talk some stuff about, um, sports and uh, the whole fucking deal. So anyway, 
I'm just, I just get so pissed off. I, I, that's the one thing. I just get so pissed off at this, at this. And this isn't even my unacceptable, but like, I honestly, I'm not even trying to be funny right now. I'm not trying to be funny right now. If I found out that there was a group of people finding these bloggers, finding these fucking people that, 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 you know what they are? They're like a bunch of fucking Al Sharptons. They're like a bunch of Al Sharptons. They're waiting. They're just fucking waiting in the wings for something to happen so they could fucking rear their fuck ugly heads and, and, and put people on blast. It's almost like the media version of just being a hater. That's what it is. They're just waiting. But they have a pen. They have a computer. They're going to take their notes and they're going to call somebody out. And I can't stand it. If there was a group of people finding these people and kicking the shit out of them and putting the fear of God, the fear of God into these fucking people. I swear, I miss threats, man. I miss threats. That's why nobody, nobody ran shit better than the mafia. Which is something I wanted to talk about on Netflix. Um... You know, actually, I'll do that now. I'll talk about my, I'll talk about this movie stuff I wanted to talk about on Netflix because I just brought the mafia thing up. Then I'll go into my unacceptable and then your guys' unacceptables. Um, yeah, I miss threats. I miss, whatever happened to watch your mouth or you're going to get your fucking teeth knocked down your throat. And I don't mean to say that in an ignorant, stupid, oh, fucking hit him with a bat. Oh, I'm not even, I don't even mean it like that. I mean it in a very professional, very, as a matter of fact, manner. It's like, look, dude, here's the deal. If you show up to a comedy club and a comedian says something you don't like and it's in a paper and you're saying that they hate this group and they hate that group, you are going to get found and you are going to get the fucking shit kicked out of you. Okay, shut your fucking mouth. This is a free speech game. Okay, if you don't like it, get the fuck out of the game. Or write something positive about these creative people that are trying to put their thoughts out there and entertain a fucking world which needs it right now with all this crazy shit going on all over the world and Florida. <laughs> I always throw, you got to throw in Florida because you hear the most horrific shit in Florida. Florida and, and, and the Middle East are, are the two fucking, they should just take Florida and just stick it like right next to fucking Syria. And, you know, I mean, it's with the shit that happens. I mean, it's the most heinous crimes. I'm telling you, something is down there. But um, the mafia ran things better than anybody. I've always said it. It's, 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 it's the best business motto in the world. You keep your mouth shut, okay, or you're going to fucking get the shit kicked out of you or get killed, okay? I know where you live. I know you got a family. I'm not, I'm not saying fucking kill anybody. I'm, not, I'm just talking about their motto, you know? Now with these bloggers and these fucking bullies, these these online people, these people that fucking want to say that you're, you know, do you realize, picture this, that joke I said about bad neighborhoods is white people code for are there minorities in there. Do you realize that there's somebody that would be in an audience and they would, they would try to say and write, oh my God, I went to a show, I wanted to see Paul Verzi, I wanted to see him, you know, in his home city of New York, I found out where he was, I was real excited, because that's what they do, they paint this nice picture that they were a big fan, you know, meanwhile they're waiting, but they're, they paint this nice picture that they're a big fan, and they, all this and that, and then he said this thing, and it really hurt me, because, you know, I grew up in a neighborhood, and, you know, people looked at my family, and it's like, no, that's not, that's, it's a fucking joke, stop it. But anyway, getting back to the mafia. The mafia, just as a matter of factly, is like, look, I mean, you know, this doesn't happen again or your legs. I mean, I, and I just love that. I love, I love the old school way 
You know, I love the fucking, the balance of life. I love that. I do. There needs to be. It needs to be that. I was watching the um, Netflix and I was watching the American Mafia. If you guys haven't seen it, it's awesome. It's on, um, it's on, it's on, was it like eight parts or something? And it, each one of them are on for like 40 something minutes. It, I guess they were like hour specials, like the real Donnie Brasco talks in it. They talk about all, everything that, the, the rise and fall of the five crime families in New York City from the 70s, I guess late 60s, early 70s until the, you know, 95 or whatever when, you know, when Gotti went away and all that stuff. But it's just incredible what people and the associates tried to do coming up. And I mean, the, the mafia killed in those times. Bodies were just going everywhere. And there was a war within the five families. So cops were just finding dudes. Just fucking finding old Italian dudes, cigars hanging out of their mouth, like pasta on their fucking gut. All over New York City, man. And it was crazy. Uh, and th- listen, I don't never want to try to like glorify it because one thing, you know, I was always told growing up uh, and I, and you know, and, and my family knew people in the mob and, you know, and or, or at least knew where they were. Didn't really know them personally, but, knew, you know, knew where they were and stuff. And the thing about it is when you're in that stuff, I don't know if you could really, I mean, from what this documentary was saying, you can't really get out. And you, um, <clears throat> you know, it's just not, not, I mean, these guys aren't the brightest guys. You know, these guys are willing to do anything to get some money and to move up if it means killing somebody, you know, so it's, I, I never want to glorify it, but it, just as far as like the principle of like, okay, if you're cool with this, this is fine. If this happens, this is not fine. I just love that black and white fucking business plan. Uh, what, who was, I think it was Pryor had a bit where Pryor said something, it was about insurance or something, and he said, he said something, he just like, he said something in a really funny way to threaten your legs, or if you like walking, or something, just hilarious, but that's, that's really what it was, but I, I recommend that, I saw that, and I also saw, um, Rand University, uh, the 30 for 30 about Randy Moss, and where he grew up in Virginia, and I love that one too, those were two, um, really good ones. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing American Sniper. I heard it's good. But now there's stuff out there now saying that, oh, the real guy was a hate-filled fucking thing who loved killing and this and that. And it's just, it's like, can Clint Eastwood just make a movie to entertain people and put his spin on it? Is that okay? How many other Hollywood movies have they done things with? But because this has to do with war and an American guy and fucking Iraq or whatever it is, it's like he was a hate-filled... I don't want to know that. Let me just go to the fucking movies. They're making the movies. See, that's what I don't like. You're putting it out there. You're putting it out there for me to watch. And then all these groups are going to try to fucking deter you from seeing it. It's like, come on, man. Fucking ridiculous. I just, you know, anything that can be talked about in a negative way now. My wife, shout out to my wife. My wife, Stacy, got off. She got off Facebook. She just got off. She's like, I can't. She goes, all all, all Facebook does and all these media things do, all these things do is, um, you know, show horrible things happening in the world, horrible, awful things. There's just all hate spewed out there, you know, and it's just like, why do I need to see that? I don't need to see that. And and I was like, yeah, well, you know, me and my business and what I do, I have to be on social media, but it's just crazy, all the shit that's put out there. Um, but I do want to see American Sniper. I heard it's great, and I want to um, watch more of these. Uh, I'm, like, into these crime shows on Netflix now. 
it's bad. Like Catching a Killer is a great one. American Mafia series, which I told you that you guys got to check that out. That one is crazy. Uh, what the guy did, the Donnie, what the real Donnie Brasco guy did, is crazy. He he infiltrated the mob so well undercover that they were actually going to make him a made man, which never happened. Like nobody's ever. That's never happened before. They were going to make him like they, he was going to be a fucking made mob boss as a as an FBI informant. That's how deep he got, and that's how much these people like and trusted him. And then they had to pull him out. You gotta, and there's little like a lot more truths and little things that that Donnie Brasco, the movie with Al Pacino and Johnny Depp, which is good. Uh, but th- they have a lot more real stuff, and it's less Hollywood eyes, of course. So I would definitely you know recommend checking that out. But um, all right, my unacceptable for the week, and then I'll get into your guys. <clears throat> Holy shit, we're forty minutes in. And uh, that's how much political correctness I hate. That forty minutes in, I'm just freaking out about it. So, whatever. Uh, now we'll we'll get we'll get into your guys' stuff. So, um, if you agree with me, great. If you thought I did that too long, what what are you gonna do? You're getting another one this week anyway. You're gonna get the Babe Ruth argument, me and Giannis. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but I if I know you guys, you guys are listening to this, going yeah, absolutely, you know, because that's that's really what it, it's about. It's about. You know, look, the show doesn't always have to be fuck. I'm not always going to be sitting here, you know, ranting about something, although I'm about to rant right now, so I shouldn't say that because my unacceptable for the week has to do with the weather, like I said at the top of the show. All right. And it happened recently, and I think it's ridiculous, and I'm tired of it. So let's let's shit on some people from the north. Here we go. Unacceptable for the week. Mine. These people that feel it cold. But because they're from Chicago and they're from Wisconsin and they're from fucking, you know, Minnesota and all these places and they go, man, let me tell you something right now. You guys, you guys got 10 degree weather. That's nothing, dude. That's nothing. Okay. I grew up in Minnesota. Try 16 below zero. You fucking New Yorkers. And you know what it's like? Yeah. Guess what? We, yeah, that's why New York is better. Okay. It's still fucking freezing here. I don't care. I don't give a shit, okay? Shame on your parents that made you fucking grow up in Minnesota. How about that, okay? Just because minus 16 to you is colder because you lived in a shittier place than New York, don't give me shit because I'm uncomfortable with 10 degrees, okay? It's not my fucking fault, okay? 10 degrees is cold. I don't give a fuck if it's less cold than than 16 below. I'm cold. I'm cold. Okay, I live in New York. I don't feel 10 degrees a lot. My body, to my body, my body's going, holy shit, this is cold. It's unacceptable to be like, yeah, this is not, this is Florida compared. No, it's not fucking Florida compared to, you know what it is? It's a much better city than the shithole you grew up in. And I'm just fucking happy that I don't fucking live there. How about that? Shut the fuck up with your stupid, this is nothing, bro. You guys, are you guys kidding me? Are you guys kidding? No, it is something. That's why we're all bundled up. That's why we have all of our winter shit on. That's why we fucking have scarves wrapped around our mouth and noses and hats on. Not because Minnesota is colder. Not because Chicago, no, no, because we're cold here right now. Shut your mouth. Nobody cares. You're not there now, okay? So you're feeling this. So good. Good for you. If this is 5, 10 degrees better than what you're used to in the winter, fine. Nobody can. You know what these people do? They do it to get a response. They do it to get, you know, holy shit. Now listen, granted, an awful winter in Minnesota is probably a thousand times worse than an awful, you know, winter in New York City. I've talked to people that grew up in Minnesota and said the cars are caked over in ice. They have this special thing so the engine doesn't seize overnight because of how cold it was. And granted, that sucks. But don't tell me I'm not feeling cold and it's nothing and I shouldn't feel a certain way. It's unacceptable. 
I can't stand that shit. Shut your mouth. <laughs> you know, I'm, my fucking jeans are freezing right now, okay? My dick probably looks like a fucking white jelly bean. I'm so goddamn cold. And you're telling me it's nothing because, you know, you, li- you grew up in Minnesota and it's minus 16 degrees. Okay, that's fine. Do you see the wind? Yeah, do you see the wind blowing the fucking street signs around you? Do you see everybody's inside because they're freezing? Nobody cares. It's cold. I'll tell you right now, 19 degrees is cold. Fucking 20 degrees is cold. I, I just, I, I hate that whole, like, well, we're, this is nothing, bro. Are you kidding me? This is, I mean, you guys are so, that's the other thing. You guys in New York are so spoiled. You guys, you guys think this is cold. Fuck you. It is cold. Okay, it is cold. There's a reason why homeless guys are fucking dying. By the way, if, if you know. I mean, if, if you ever thought you were, if you ever thought people were mean to homeless, you got to see them now. People just walk by like, fuck you, dude, you're on your own. Just fucking go to knock on a church. I don't know what to tell you. You're probably going to die tonight. Get the fuck away from me. Okay. I'm too cold to even go in my pocket and give you, I'm too cold to even go in my pocket and give you something. Get the fuck out of here. You know, and, you know, fuck these homeless. You know, they should make like the birds and go down south for the, you know, for the, for the winter. Start walking, start, just start walking down 95 in May. Just 95, just fucking get on 95 in May, start, you know, you'll make it down to Maryland and fucking beginning of June, you know, and just fucking migrate down and get to South Beach and then do it all over again on the way back. I don't know what to tell you. Man, that is nothing, bro. Oh my God, that is not, me and my brothers, we'd have to go out there with an ice pick just so our, our, our parents could get to work. Okay, okay. Well, I got baby dick right now, and my chin is blistering red and purple because I'm freezing. So what what are you telling me? You know, my body's wrong? Okay, my body's wrong. Either way, I'm about to go into convulsions because that's how cold I am. I never understood that. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Somebody says to you it's nothing, go, yeah, well, you know, for me it is. So I don't, I don't care what you have to say. Fuck out of here. Um, all right, that's my unacceptable. Let's get into... Let's get into... Uh, I just picture my wife listening to this because she's upstairs sleeping and I picture her just listening to my fucking nonsense just screaming and yelling into a microphone by myself and she's probably like, who did I marry? Why did I... What is this? All right, let's go to your guys' unacceptables. Um, I don't know and... You know, but but I will tell you this. I don't think I'd go the California route. You know, I don't think I'd go the California route or or the the West Coast and just never have this. I'm telling you, man, I love the balance of life. It's all about the balance. You got to have both. You know, you get you get a good four or five months here on the East Coast with weather. You know, definitely two months where it's hot or three months where it's hot. And then you get a couple of months. But I I don't think I could just not feel the seasons. You know, maybe that's going to change when I get when I get older. But. I just don't like people saying, like, 20 degrees is nothing. Okay, so here we go. Here is your guys' unacceptables. Let's do it. Okay, this one is from... This one is... Oh, okay, this is a follow-up one. I don't know if you guys remember this, but um, this guy sent me one. This guy, Derek um, Marin, sent me one, or Marin, or Morin sent me one, uh, Derek, and he was talking about his girlfriend's ex, and, and the, and the, the guy was on, the guy was on, um, drugs with the son and all that stuff, and it was just like the one where the guy said, you know, it's only heroin, well, he's got a follow-up here, so here we go, this is from, uh, Derek, uh, Morin, uh, it says, 
uh, unacceptable. You read one of my unacceptables on a previous podcast. It was an unacceptable trifecta where my girlfriend's ex and father of her son said it's only heroin. Well, back in September, her son started school, and because my girlfriend leaves for work at 4 a.m., my schedule was all over the place at the time her son had to move in with the it's only heroin guy. We had confirmed that he was clean. Uh, Well, heroin boy had just moved in with his grandmother, who was also watching the kid for 60 bucks a week. My girlfriend paid for it while he lived there, even though heroin boy almost never gave... Um, or now gives child support. Uh, We have since gotten her son back now, and I'm working normal hours. Last week, my girlfriend got a summons to a hearing for child support that apparently had been filed when her son was living with the dad, even though she was paying him weekly. Looks like the joke's on him because she wasn't going to ask for child support, but now that he's scheduled a hearing, she is going to show up and get him for child support. Hashtag unacceptable. Yeah, dude, sorry you're going through that, man. That's like, that's such a, like, that's not even a funny unacceptable. That's so unacceptable, but in like a sad, serious way, man. Shit, that sucks. And uh, good for her, though, you know, for, for doing that because, you know, people like that, I mean, doing drugs like that with babies around and shit and just, you know, then trying to get money and do all that's just despicable. It's, it's awful, man. So uh, thank you for this. I mean, it's safe to say that this show is definitely on the serious. I mean, you can find dark humor in this episode, but Jesus Christ, man, that that's terrible. That's unacceptable. But thank you for the, um, thank you for the submission, Derek. I uh, appreciate it as always. Oh, Jesus Christ, man, some people are fucked up, right? Some people are just fucked up. All right. Um, let's see. This one is f- from uh, Malik Sar. He says, girls who think it's okay t- t- <laughs> to not brush their teeth just because they are hot. Fuck you and your hot stinking breath. Hashtag unacceptable love from Norway. Malik, thank you. Um, I appreciate it, man. And, um, you know, I got my, my son, my kids are actually, they have some Norwegian, Scandinavian blood in them. And I, uh, I know my wife's family has been out there and and visited, so I'd love to go out there, but uh, thank you for listening from that far away. I appreciate it. And, um, yeah, there's nothing worse. You know, what's worse though, than a, than a, a real pretty girl with, um, bad breath. And I noticed is anybody attractive with an awful walk, you know, just like an awful walk, just, you know, like it doesn't matter how, you know, how somebody looks, if you don't walk the part, it's just fucking weird, you know, like you'll see, you'll see a pretty woman and she's just walking like a baseball manager and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, just, I mean, bad breath in general. Oh, there's one guy. I obviously can't mention names. But there's one guy. There's actually a couple. But there's one guy that comes around. And I swear to God, I cannot talk. You can't have a conversation and be even two feet away. It's such bad breath. It's so awful. Like you could smell the gingivitis and disease. Lord knows what's going on in this guy's mouth. I mean, the shit going on in this guy's mouth right now 
if you put it under a microscope, it would just be like a chaotic like Beirut war going on. You would just look in there and it would just be like, oh my god, just people running in the streets, rat, like ramp just blowing their heads off. Like it's his breath is so awful that it it's to the point, and I'm not exaggerating. It's to the point where I'm shocked and amazed that multiple people per day. Don't say, dude, you got to do something. I mean, you got to do something. This is the worst thing I've ever smelled. And it's common. To the point where I don't know if I could ever be friends with this guy because of this. Good guy, too. I know the guy. Good guy. Couldn't be friends with him. Couldn't, couldn't, be, couldn't, go, couldn't go out with him. You couldn't go out with him because it would just be, you know what they say, like, show me your friends. And I can't have my friends rocking, rocking hot, you know, rocking hot air out of their mouth like that, smelling like that. I just can't, you just can't have that happen. You know, it's just, it's not, you know. Absolutely awful. But yeah, you're right, uh, Malika. A chick that thinks she's hot and doesn't... I mean, that's just brutal. Absolutely brutal. Um, Now let's go to some Twitter. And... uh, I almost did this shit without the thing on. Okay. Oh my God, it's getting late. Gotta get this thing out. Sorry everybody for the delay too. I thought Jan Pop was going to be on this thing. Okay, so here we go. This is from um, Nick uh, Gallianos. I think I got that right. Twitter feed is at I am Gallianos. G A L I A N O S. At Paul Verzi, some asshole parked in a handicapped spot to check his lottery numbers. I told this animal that behavior was unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> well, good for you, and that's a great unacceptable. That's funny. Thank you, Nick, for this for this submission. Um, yes, you people. A lot of people are asking. Um, are you guys? Somebody said, uh, you know, did you guys get the Bill Burr rebuttal yet? You and Giannis, did you guys, are you guys, no, we did not. We're not doing it yet, like I said, but we will. Thank you guys for listening. Like I said, it's coming. So hopefully you guys see that. But a lot of people want to hear this. And um, you know what would be a really good thing? I'm going to get to the unacceptables in a second. But you know what would be a really good thing, too, if you guys did this is, um, if you're really into it. I don't know if you're into it, but, you know, Bill is going to listen to our rebut, and then all three of us are going to get on. But if you guys want to actually take a side, or or if you guys are really into baseball, or if you guys want to get into this argument, what you can do is go find arguments online about it in a non-biased way. I would also look at all of Babe Ruth's stats and his numbers, his career numbers there, and then you could compare them to career numbers with guys now and then take in the Bill's argument, well, the times were different, the amount of stuff. And then, you know, you could listen to some of, of, of our arguments, um, which, I, you know, I've said. Um, I don't want to even really get into it because we have so much to talk about with it. But you guys could just check that out and get into it because it's – and I got outside people sending me stuff, which I'm going to talk about and read, you know, about what they think. But as I said, I'm sticking with it, and you'll hear why. There's Babe Ruth, and then there's everybody else. And that's just how I feel. I, I don't even think it's close. Um, but, you know, it is It is what it is. Okay. Uh, this one is from... All right. Well, this is really Italian, I think. Kyle Santalinguini. <laughs> Are you serious? No. That is awesome. Santalinguini. This guy's name is Kyle Santalinguini. 
at Kyle underscore Santo, S-A-N-T-O, at Paul Verzi, Dairy Queen playing a show where taxidermists, Dairy Queen playing a show where taxidermists slice open, oh, oh, you're in Dairy Queen and they're playing a show where taxidermists slice open dead animals on TV, I have a little kid with me and it's nasty, yes, that is definitely unacceptable, kids trying to throw down a, you know, an Oreo blizzard and he's watching a fucking, (laughs) he's watching a fucking poodle get fucking gutted. Jesus, that is unacceptable. Thank you, Kyle. And what a last name that is. I mean, that's just epic. Okay, this is from Jude Metcalf at, um, what's it called? I'm sorry, you know, I'm going to spell it for you. Well, the dude's name is uh, Jude uh, Jude Metcalf, and it's at X-E-N-O-I-D-D-U-D-E. Just took a piss at the airport. Guy puts a pillow on the floor while he takes a piss. Wow, that is hashtag animal, hashtag unacceptable. Thank you. That's. Na- Do you know what's funny about that is every time I go to the airport, I, um, I'm so skeeved out by the floor and touching anything, so I'll just walk in, and sometimes even if I have to put my bag near the floor or so if I can't hang it somewhere, I'll rest it on my, um, I'll rest it on my uh, feet. Oh, I'm getting a call. Right now, I'll take that after I'm done. Um, yeah, so that's gross, man. Like, I don't like anything. Like, with the airport, I just like to, you know, piss real quick. I do this thing sometimes where I piss. This is going to seem really weird to some of you guys, but sometimes the bathroom is so nasty, I don't want to wash my hands after I piss. So I try not to touch my dick at all when I piss. You ever do that? Like, you try to get the arrow, like the, the, the <laughs> you try to get the projectory. Of your piss, because a lot of things come into play with the projectory of your piss. You know, the state of your penis at the time. You know, if you got baby dick, you could just stand there and... <laughs> if you got baby dick, you could just stand there and just let it flow. And it's not going to go all over the place, like, you know. But, you know, if you got like a half or a quarter or something and you just... And it's sitting there, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? So sometimes, like, I'll even use the bottom of my shirt, you know, or, like, I'll lean back. Just I Seriously, I'm not kidding. Sometimes I go to the airport, and if there's a lot of people in there and I don't want to wash my hands, I'll try to piss without touching my dick. Um, but that is definitely an unacceptable one. Um, all right, here we go. This one is from Chris Frost at MN Frosty Boy. He's a regular. It says minus 7 degrees Fahrenheit slash minus 35 degrees Fahrenheit with the wind chill. You're not wearing gloves or a hat. You're complaining about the cold. Shut the fuck up. Uh, hashtag unacceptable. Uh, yeah, absolutely right. I'm somebody that doesn't dress properly in the cold, and I never complain about it. I'm just like, oh, I'm such a dick. But this year I'm going to. Um, this is from... Uh, Jim Alberry at Dr. underscore Alberry. People at Starbucks who take 10 years to order then complain about their drink. Unacceptable. Hashtag first world problems. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those people are looking for trouble there. Let's see how, what else we got here. Okay. This is from... Oh, this is a new, new guy, I think. Or maybe he's called... I mean, uh, sent him before. 
Okay, this is from Matt Patella at M-C-P-E-T-E-L-A. At Paul Verzi underscore unacceptable guy at airport charging station with no device plugged in and people waiting for outlets. Yeah, that's that would piss me off. That would piss me off. And he sent me a picture, and it's a guy, seems like a heavy set guy in a suit without a tie. And just the way his feet is resting on the metal pole underneath the booth that he's at is annoying me. That is unacceptable. Thank you for the submission, uh, Matt. Appreciate it, brother. All right. Um, here we go. Wow, so many fucking submit, so many for me and uh, Giannis to get back at Burr. We're gonna, we're gonna, guys. Jesus. Yeah, we're gonna get that done this week for sure. Cause I mean, it just has to get done, and I can't wait to do it. Giannis is is gonna be fun. Okay, this is from Michael Ferrara at Mike uh, Ferrad, uh Mike F E R O D Y. Michael Ferrara says at Paul Verzi, wedding photographer is a six-year-old son threw a tantrum and ran across wife's gown at Cayman Resort wedding. Hashtag unacceptable. Hashtag animal. You know something? My wife got a lot of flack or slack or whatever the fuck they say. She got a lot of shit. Okay. She got a lot of shit for not wanting any children around our wedding. She has a big family, and there were some kids. And you know what my wife said? My wife was like, look. She's like, why even take a chance? Why even deal with it? Let's just know kids. If people don't want to, you know. And she got some shit for it. You want to know something? It was the greatest fucking idea you could have. It really was. You know, children are great. They're cute. You throw a suit on them and it's all cute. Oh, yeah, the ring bearer. And then what happens? The ring bearer's got puke on her little dress. She's screaming to go to fuck home. She wants a cookie. Get her the fuck out of there. She's annoying. Okay, that's what it is. She's annoying. She's great, kid, cute. She's annoying. Get her out of there. No kids. I love it. I love it. Yeah, that is unacceptable. Thank you for the submission, Michael. Um, all right, here we go. Show's picking up steam now, guys. You can feel it, right? Feel it now. All right. See, sometimes the show's got to start off a little serious. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with talking about serious issues. And then all of a sudden, boom. Boom. We're talking about pissing without touching your dick. There you go. You know? There's nothing like a dick joke to get right back on track. (laughs) All right. This is from Gary L. At Gary333. You're in a hurry. But your wife takes her time. But when she's in a hurry, she's screaming at you to go. Hashtag unacceptable. Hashtag married. Abso-fucking-lutely. If, Gary, if I could give you a big high five right now and buy you a beer, I would. I mean, I'm not trying to be the married, the corny married guy. Like, oh, tell me about it. It's her world. I'm just living in it. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just saying that... That is so true when when it's when the tables are turned, you see the difference. Oh man. That's funny. That's a good one. Um I mean, because let's be honest, when you're running late for something they gotta do, it is fucking cancel Christmas. Okay, let's see. We might be alright, here we go. Um This is for, oh Joseph Gonzalez. My friend Joseph. Great guy. I can't wait. I'm going to actually go ice skating. I think I'm going to wear the jersey. Joseph got us an official's Chiefs from the movie. Um, 
uh, slap shot jersey. Joseph says, I'm not sure what's funnier, watching the Knicks play ball or listening to Paul Brzee's podcast. See what I did there? Hashtag unacceptable. Yeah, Joseph. Thank you. Uh, thank you again for everything, for the, you know, you know, supportive, great, great fan. But, um, yeah, man, the Knicks are just, I'll talk about that when, uh, when I get into sports. I'll do some NFL picks too. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, what, what I've seen with the Knicks, at least, at least it's, it's at the bottom of the barrel, at least, at least now you don't even have to say unacceptable. It's supposed to be unacceptable. They had four white guys on the court the other night. It just lets you know the towel has been officially thrown in, which is fine. But, um, I just, I, 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 I would just don't even know what to say at a team that's five and 33. I mean, the New York Knicks are 5-33. and 33. I mean, I, I just can't even, you know. So, yeah, the whole thing. Thank you for the thank you for the submission. Okay, this one is a funny one. This is from Joe uh, Tronkel? Tronkale? Tronicle. Tronkale, I think. I'm sorry, whatever, Joe. I probably fucked it up. I'm sorry. And it, uh, the, um, the Twitter, f- the Twitter feed is, uh, at Joe underscore in underscore PA. And Joe said, at Paul Verzi, th- is this Planet Fitness or Pizza Hut? This is a gym. Hashtag unacceptable. <laughs> Hashtag animals. Hashtag savages. Hashtag fatty magoos. This is up there with one of the best. This is up there with one of the best, um, unacceptables in a long time because the picture he sent, you guys can obviously can't see it. There's a picture of a guy. He's dressed in like mesh shorts and like, you know, gym sneakers and a hoodie. And then they have, they have like one, two, it looks, let me count these pizzas here. Just from what I've seen. Wow. One, two, three, four, five. There's about, I, I see about one, nine, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's probably, from what I see in this picture, there's probably about 15 pizzas from Pizza Hut lined up on this table in Planet Fitness next to, like, the drink machine. And this dude is just shoving his face with something. And then there's some older dudes sitting down in, like, business clothes just eating Pizza Hut in the Planet Fitness. Um, yeah, it's just so ridiculous that that's in a Planet Fitness. That's a great, unacceptable, and a great picture. I wish you guys could see it. Thank you for the submission, Joe. Next one is from Mike. Uh, shit, Mike, I don't want to fuck this up on you. Uh, Mikalek? McCulloch. McCulloch. That's what it is. Got to be McCulloch. Mike McCulloch. Um, at Paul Verzi, in grocery store, waiting for an older couple to move. A uh, stranger comes up and starts going through my cart. <laughs> Animals unacceptable. <laughs> uh Oh, All right, this one is from um, Dan at D Nailer underscore designs. This is another regular on the show. He says, at Paul Verzi, um, co-worker calls me to cover his shift as a bartender. I take over, and he takes a seat at the bar. <laughs> he just left. <laughs> oh, my God, that is hilarious. That is fucking uh, I take over and he takes a seat at the bar he just left. That is great. Oh, that's hilarious. Thank you for the submission. 
Okay, this is from Stephen Gaines at Paul Verzi. NFL reps making bullshit calls. Oh, yeah, wait till I get into that. NFL reps making bullshit calls and face no repercussions. The missed three fouls on one play, they should get fined. Hashtag unacceptable. Stephen, thank you. Thank you. You are another guy I would give... The, I, I might even hug you and get you a beer with this one. That's how fucking much I could not agree more. That's one of the most... Uh, I mean, I'm going to get into sports and we're going to talk about that. That is one of the most unacceptable things I've ever seen. I'm not saying that because I don't like the Cowboys and I'm a Giants fan. That Dude, the President of the United States said something. Barack Obama, the President of the United States, was like, dude, if I was a Lions fan, those people in Detroit and Michigan should be beside themselves. It was ridiculous and I'm going to get into it. Probably this is my favorite unacceptable of the show because there's nothing more to be said than unacceptable. It's it's unacceptable. Dan McGuire at Dan MCG79. Taking your laptop with you to the bathroom at work to take a shit. Hashtag unacceptable. Uh, yes, that is unacceptable, but something tells me he's taking a laptop to do something more than just take a shit. Uh, but thank you for the submission, Dan. Um, okay. This is from Justin Pittman at Justin T. Pittman with two T's, P-I-T-T-M-A-N, at Paul Verzi. When the soap in the bathroom is watered down, instead of replace it, you end up with this cold, loose, drippy shit. Unacceptable. That's a great one. Uh, you guys are nailing it this week. That's a great one, uh, Justin. Thank you. Phil Oakley. At Phil Oakley 9. At Paul Verzi. Unacceptable. Bishing about the Verzi effect being too long. Hit pause or stop, you useless, over-entitled, <laughs> inflamed cunt. Ah, <laughs> uh, Phil, what can I say? That's great. Yeah, here's the thing about the podcast. And, and this is what I never understood about people that complain about podcasts. And, and I, I don't really hear... Many people complain about them because I think if you listen to one and you like one, you're going to like a lot of them. But here's the thing. If I'm talking about something you don't like, you have the beauty and the freedom of skipping it. You know, oh, I want to hear Verzi talk about sports right now. Or I really don't agree with his view on this right now, but I like the show, so I'm just going to move past. You have the option. You have the Oh, this one's too serious, so I'm going to move here. Oh, you know, I want to hear serious this time, so I'm going to. It's just fun. It's, it's, it's whatever you want to do. So, yeah, to say it's long, it doesn't make sense. So thank you, Phil, and I appreciate the support, and I appreciate you listening to this show. That's my boy, Phil Oakley. See, you, you say something like that, you become my boy. Um, all right, let's see here. This is from Michael R. Peterson at Latin underscore Viking 305. Coworkers coming into the office sick as hell, coughing their lungs out, unacceptable, don't get me sick too, asshole. You know, thank you, Michael. And that's that's a great unacceptable, and you're 100% right. Here's something that happened yesterday. And again, I can't drop fucking names, and I'm not going to drop names because I don't want to get into trouble. But here's what happens yesterday. I go into a place that I that I frequent a lot, and I know the people, and I know the waiters, and I know this. And I got one guy there, you know, and... um. He's he's a very <laughs> I could say he's a very <laughs> he's a very um he's very gay okay he's very flamboyant very like very right and I don't mind I kind of think it's funny when the guy talks and he takes your order it's funny like he's just a nice funny guy whatever I don't mind this dude's wiping his nose he's wiping his mouth you know um. 
And he's just like walking around, and I'm just thinking, I mean, it's bad enough he's got fucking dick all over his hands, you faggot. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm kidding. That's that's exactly what I'm talking about. Somebody's going to go, I was listening to the Versi effect. And he's, I'm fucking kidding. It was just set up so perfectly for what I was talking about. Um, <laughs> no, but, you know, this dude is sick. And it is funny, like, when you hear, like, a gay dude complain about being sick. It's like, oh, my God, this is so bad. It's so... Ooh, it's cold. You know, it's like, it's just... I don't mind all that shit, but don't be anybody. Anybody. Just It was just funny because, like, this dude did it in a funny way. But any of these people wiping their noses and, you know, just kind of, like, you know, just putting their thing... It's just ridiculous. And, and I love the place. The place is a great place. I'm not going to mention any names that, you know... Uh, the dude is a good waiter. The place is a great place to eat. It's just, don't do that, man. If you're sick, stay home. Don't get other people sick. All right? It's just, it's ridiculous. Um, okay. Uh, this next one is from... <laughs> uh, this next one is from Jason Simmons. At Jason Simmons 30. Paul Verzi. It's 6.30 a.m. And the guy breathed next to me is a repulsive mixture of coffee and stale cigarettes. Hashtag turns my stomach. Hashtag unacceptable. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? As long as, hopefully, you know, you're not... Wait, wait, did you say you were... You didn't know you weren't eating in that, right? As long as you weren't eating. Yeah, you know, it's 6.30 a.m. It's just, yeah, it's... Some people just need that. It is gross, though. Uh, Let's see where we're at. That might be... Is that it here? Um, nope. This one is from Josh Sellers. Joshua D. Sellers. I just got a man. Uh, I just. Oh, this is hilarious. He said, I just got a manager. Rosie the. I just got the manager, Rosie. Okay. And informed her of the snoozing. She seemed surprised that I had a photo as proof. Hashtag unacceptable. Okay. So this guy. Josh, he says, and now, uh, okay, so I'm sorry, did I read that? I read that wrong. No, I read that right, but there was a first one. Okay, wow, there's three of them. Okay, I'm sorry, Josh, I'm going to set it up better. I, I didn't, I because I was, in my mind, I was thinking I already knew what happened, but obviously the listeners didn't. Okay, so this is what happened. Josh Sellers is uh, at Joshua D. Sellers. He's at a store. He's at a big, what is it, like a... One of these is like a Walmart or one of these fucking places. I don't know what it is, but it's just, he's at a store. <clears throat> and he says, here to return one damn item and the employees are holding up the line. Hashtag unacceptable. And he showed me a picture of the employees at the counter, not customers. Then he says, in, in, in all caps, and now they are sleeping. Unacceptable animals. Hashtag unacceptable. And there's a picture of a heavy set blonde woman behind the counter with her head on a cardboard box sleeping while another employee is at the counter doing something. It looks so ridiculous. Then he said, I just got the manager, Rosie, and informed her of the snoozing. She seemed surprised that I had a photo as proof. <clears throat> Hashtag unacceptable. That's so great. You should have been like, yeah, the reason why I got a photo as proof is because that's how TVE listeners do it. Okay? Get your shit together and get this fucking woman up off the thing. That's a great one. That's a great one. Uh, thank you, Josh, for the um, for the submission. And uh, is that it? That's it, guys. 
That is it. Um, thank you for the unacceptables. We are going to talk some football now. And um, I appreciate everybody sending their stuff in. Uh, we're going to talk some football. We're going to talk some sports and get into this damn thing right now. Okay? Um, because I am absolutely disgusted with what happened. First, let's get the Knicks thing out of the way because I was talking about that earlier. Okay? So here's what we'll do. We'll do the Knicks thing. Then we will do the um, absolute debacle and travesty that, that happened in Dallas last week. And then we will... And I'm not going to kill the Cowboys. The Cowboys did... You know, I, trust me. Just if you like Dallas, don't you don't have to be like, Oh, what's he going to say? Just listen to what I'm going to say because it's right. And then... Um, <laughs> And then, uh, and then I'll do my NFL picks, and we'll do we'll go from there. All right, you guys are getting a longer one now because I feel bad that we didn't do the the the, the rebut to Bill Burr, so we're gonna get that one too. So you guys are gonna get about two and a half hours, maybe more of TVE this week before the next one. Okay. Now, the New York Knicks. Everybody knows I liked Iman Shumpert. He was my favorite. Uh, I think we needed to get rid of J.R. Smith. I think Phil Jackson knew. You got to get rid of J.R. Smith. Unfortunately, the only way that they were able to jump, uh, dump J.R. Smith when they did, you know, to get rid of that $6.4 million he's owed, the only way we were able to do that is if you package him with Iman Shumpert. I get that. Um, it, it, You know what it is? It just got so bad right now that I think everybody said, look, this is so bad. We're 5-33. and 33. This season is done. We're going to do nothing this season. There's no reason for us to even try to make the playoffs this season. Let's just get these guys better and make this, you know, make this season get as much as we can to see which guys we'll have on our bench next year, you know, who's going to stay, who we could use for, you know, trade bait or who we can use to to dump all that stuff. So I think that's what they're doing. Um the nice thing is we're going to get a monster pick. You know, if we get a first-round draft pick, we're going to get a top-three pick this year. And the Knicks haven't had that in a long time. So I'm looking at it like this. If we clear up money, I'm not a huge fan of Carmelo, you know, and winning with him, but I am a fan of Carmelo Anthony if he's a second go-to player. Maybe if he gets a little older and really wants to win, he can do that. I don't think you could win with him as the number one guy. I've said that. But since they are keeping him and they gave him a ton of money, I look at it like this. Get a monster number one draft pick or number two or three. Just get a monster draft pick. Okay, just get a guy who's, you know, you know, if, if we get the kid from um, Duke, that would be great. And hopefully that guy flourishes, and in two years he's so nasty. Carmelo Anthony is a, just a, a great role player, a, a scorer. Okay, um, Marcus Gasol, that would be cool if we could get a Marcus Gasol from the Grizzlies and then have a big man. Um, and, and if we got to pick trade for somebody great, I just think we need to get the pieces. We need to get a great draft pick. We need to get a big man. Um, and we needed to just clear money and start from the bottom and work it up. And that's what they're doing, so whatever. I don't have to really watch them. I don't have to get my heart broken. That's the nice thing. It's it's kind of like, you know, the bullet just went right to the head. and You know, you don't have to sit there and bleed to death. You just got put out of your misery early this season. What are you going to do? So, yeah, it sucks to lose Shumpert because I thought he was the only guy that played perimeter defense for them. But what are you going to do? Okay, now... Uh, if I'm a Lions fan, I'm not a Lions fan. I'm a New York football Giants fan, okay? And I was devastated almost to the point where as if it happened to us. That's how bad of a non-call that was. Three things happened. It was the first time that I've ever, ever heard 
watching football, it was the first time that I've ever heard these people speechless. These people were speechless. Like, do you understand that, like, nobody could say anything? Troy Aikman's like, I've never seen that before. Jerry Jones, the owner of the team, said, I've never even seen them pick up a flag. I didn't really know what was going to happen. Like, it's crazy what happened. Analysts, players, it's the only time. Listen, you know the saying, if it looks like a duck, if it duck, like, that shit was just awful. I don't know why. I'm not going to say it's fixed. At first, I was like, this is fixed bullshit because, you know, the VP of the officials is good friends with Jerry Jones and he parties with him on the bus with his kids. I'm not saying that, but maybe they, you know, maybe they wanted to keep it close. I don't know. Matthew Stafford made a great point. He goes, if we go and score a touchdown there, the game's almost out of, the game's out of reach because, what was it, six, seven minutes left. And if they go down and get a touchdown, now it's a two-score game. And with the way the Lions' defense, I mean, listen, anything could happen, so you can't blame it all on one play. But, dude, the defender never turned around for the ball one time, and he hits the player, and the player goes down. Right there, when the defender doesn't turn around, that's an automatic flag. If you He grabbed the guy's Bill Polian, the old guy on ESPN who was the GM for the Titans, the older man who fucking, that guy knows his shit because he's in, in, in it. He was in it. And he goes, there were three fouls on the play, and nothing was called. The first foul on the play, the first penalty on the play was... The defender of Dallas grabbed the bottom of the jersey and pulled it. Okay, then he let go. He could have called a play. He could have could have called a flag there. They don't. Then the second the second thing he did is he grabs the shoulder pad before the ball even gets there and pushes the guy down and doesn't look back at the ball and the ball hits him in the back and there's not a flag. Okay, I mean I, I'm sorry and and then uh, I'm sorry yeah, there was a flag but they could have called a flag for the first thing. Then the second thing is. He pushes the guy's shoulder pad, and they both fall down. Okay, and then there's finally now there's a flag. So I'm like, oh, good, good. After that, Des Bryant, the hot-headed wide receiver who I'm growing to not be able to stand, and Odell Beck, I'll say this right now, Odell Beckham Jr. is more athletic and better than fucking Des Bryant is. Des Bryant's great. He's a monster. He's fast, and he catches everything. But he's not even close to athletically gifted as Odell Beckham or as fast as Odell Beckham or runs better routes than Odell Beckham. And Odell Beckham's just a rookie. Odell Beckham Jr. is ridiculous. Odell Beckham Jr. broke Jerry Rice's yards record. was like up there in the top three with Jerry Rice's yards record. The guy played 11 fucking games. Broke every Giants record as a receiver. That kid is sick. And barring any injury, he's going to be the fucking man. Period. Okay. But um, anyway... Des Bryant comes on the field, eight yards under the field without a helmet and starts screaming at the official after the flag. Right there, that's an unsportsmanlike conduct 50-yard flag. So instead of calling that flag, they decide to pick up the original flag and say no foul on all three of these fucking things that happened. The jersey pull, the pushing of the the pushing of the shoulder pad before the ball gets there, and then Des Bryant running onto the field. These are all standard normal things that shouldn't have happened. Like, like these are, these are, these are all, these aren't like questionable. These are all things that are, are, are penalties. It's a, it's a, it's a pass interference and it's a, and, and it's an unsportsmanlike conduct. That's what happened. So what happened there was what, what should have happened was the, the, um, the penalty should have stuck, which they were already in field goal range, and then there should have been tacked on 15 more yards because of Des Bryant's unsportsmanlike behavior, which would have put the, which would have put the, the Detroit Lions on the, what, 10-yard, uh, would have been on the 30, probably somewhere around like the 18-yard line or something like that. No, maybe like the 15 or 12-yard 12, 12 line, something ridiculous. They would have been there. 
and Matthew Stafford was making no mistakes and the defense was playing good. It's an absolute travesty what happened. You know, the only saving grace that I think Dallas gets is the offensive player did slightly grab the face mask and then he let go. But, um, you know, it's it's just a tough one, man. It's a tough one. It's brutal. There were three fouls on that play, and not one was called. And if I was a Lions fan, I'd be pissed. The Lions did everything to win that game. The quarterback didn't make mistakes. The defense played great. They were getting to Romo. And then, uh, you know, credit to Romo. He did make that throw. He made that throw when he needed to. you got to give him credit for that. But I don't think they should have had the opportunity with the score the way that it was after that blown uh, non-call. So that's all I'll say about that. But it is what it is. That's the NFL, and who knows what the reasons for anything are. I will just tell you now what I think is going to happen this week. So here are my picks for this week. I think that the um, I like the Colts. I like the Colts over the Broncos. Uh, but part of that is just me because I picked the Colts to go to the Super Bowl for the AFC, and I want to be right because I, I don't know if, I don't know if that's going to happen. But I'm going to stick with it because I, I do think though the Colts are clicking at a really good time and uh, Andrew Luck and all that. So I got the Colts over the Broncos. Uh, I like the Patriots over the Ravens. I know everybody's saying that the Ravens play him good and this and that and Flacco. I just think with a healthy Gronkowski, with uh, Belichick knowing the Ravens as good as he does, I think with the Patriots being home, I think with Brady, you know, having a bad taste in his mouth from last year and getting back this close and, and, and you know, and, and, and I just think they're ready. I, and I also think the Patriots defense is playing better now than it's played in a long time. So I'm going to take the Patriots over the Ravens by like six or seven points. Uh, I think that the Colts win a fucking shocker in, uh, in against the Broncos, maybe like a last-second field goal. So those are my two AFC games. NFC games, I think if Aaron Rodgers' calf is okay and he plays, I think they beat the Cowboys, and I, I think they're going to beat the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys lose this week, and Green Bay gives them it. But then again, then again, here's the thing about this. Calls like that against Detroit, that, that don't happen and Detroit could have won. Sometimes when that happens, you always remember them going, wow, look how far the Cowboys are in the Super Bowl for the first time. Let's go back to that first playoff game with Detroit. So that's the thing where I'm wondering if it's one of those crazy rides a team's going to go on. And the only thing that tells me that is if Aaron Rodgers is really can't go. So I'll say this. If Aaron Rodgers plays the game and the calf is not an issue, I like the Packers. If he doesn't, I mean, then you got to like the Cowboys. So unfortunately, I know it's a... It's a hard one to pick because it's like if this guy goes in the first quarter, he starts running for his life, um, and all of a sudden it just pops or he's in pain and he falls down, and then Flynn's got to come in and win. That's going to be tough. So healthy Rodgers, I take the Packers. Or at least Rodgers playing the whole game, I take the Packers. And then you have the Carolina Panthers going into Seattle. It's going to be a tough, you know. I'd love to see Cam Newton and the Panthers win that game. Love. I mean, love is an understatement, but I just don't think it's going to happen. So, I say Packers, Seahawks, Colts, Patriots. I believe the Colts will play the Patriots in the AFC Championship game, and the Green Bay Packers will go into Seattle. All right, that's it for sports, guys, and this podcast is getting long. It's almost an hour and a half, so I wanted to put the long one out there for you, give you guys a, a good long one, me and Giannis Papas. You may, well, you may get another one tomorrow. I don't know. It's coming in the next couple of days, this whole Babe Ruth thing with Burr. Okay, so I'll let you know about that. As far as plugs, next week, um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the Hartford Funny Bone, the all-in tour with me, Joe Bartnick, and Adrian Apolucci. 
Adrian Apolucci is going to be on the all-in tour this time. Um, and then we are going to be in Syracuse the following week, and we don't know who else is going to be on that one. Uh, Lawhead's going to be on some on the West Coast, and we got some other people, so we're just going to be, you know, who's ever around. It's everybody in the crew, whenever they could, you know, whenever they could be there, or however it works out, we're going to make that work out. Um, and uh, so go to those shows, get the tickets. I know some people already bought tickets, but go to the Hartford Funny Bone and the Syracuse Funny Bone, and you could get your tickets for that. We're look, really looking forward to it. I'm doing a bunch of new material. I'm working out in the city, so I want to come and uh, and have a good time at those, at those shows. Also, um... The uh, new website is up, new dates, so you could check that out. A bunch of uh, January dates if you want to uh, come out to a show in the city. That would be great. Go to uh, my Twitter, at Paul Verzi, V-I-R-Z-I. Follow me on Twitter, and uh, keep the comments coming on iTunes and all that stuff, guys. I really appreciate everything. Uh, so happy to be part of All Things Comedy as well, the Verzi Effect podcast is part of the All Things Comedy Network, which has the best podcasts out there. I'm really humbled and thankful to be on there. So check out allthingscomedy.com. Support them because they really take care of the comedians. And I have something really cool to announce to you guys about the Verzi Effect is that um, I am going to be putting some of my unacceptable rants on YouTube. So there's going to be a camera here, and I think for next week... My unacceptable for the week is going to be uh, videoed and then put up on YouTube and will also be available on All Things Comedy and you guys could check that out. So um, thanks to All Things Comedy for being supportive and wanting to be a part of it. Uh, all you guys listening, uh, this has been episode 193. Uh, if you guys, um, if you guys, uh, what the fuck was I just going to say? This is something about oh yeah so anyway so yeah 94 is gonna be me and Giannis and then 95 I'll go back to a normal podcast so the next podcast is just gonna be an argument uh which is gonna be hilarious so uh that's it if you guys want leave your comments about the shows and all that stuff and I will see you uh I mean I will be on the I'll be on here in uh, a day or so with Giannis all right until then take care enjoy <laughs>